we're back with another episode of The Dark Side of Dino, where we talk about the continuing saga in the Dino Nuggets 741 saga. Tonight, we have an exclusive for you, everybody. We have the untold story from the perspective of Mrs. Dino Nuggets 741. Never before heard, never before told, she speaks tonight. This is going to be a good episode. Mrs. Dino Nuggets 741, are you with us? I am with you. Outstanding. You know, I know it uh, It took some convincing, but thank you for being with us tonight. Yes, no problem. <laughs> um, I am a fairly quiet and private person, but I am definitely mm-hmm. willing to share my story Absolutely. from my perspective. Nobody's heard it before, you know, because obviously this just this uh, phenomenon doesn't affect just him. It, it must be affecting everybody, I would imagine. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. How can it not? It's pretty prominent in the household. Absolutely. And, uh, of course, we're going to keep your name private because, you know, you being a private person, we don't want that information getting out there. So, <laughs> I appreciate it. All right. Well, let's start at the beginning. Uh, if you want to start uh, when you first uh, started to notice the phenomenon and what your, your experience is from your perspective. Sure. So, um, my first experiences that I had, um, well, first off, I would consider myself to be a fairly sensitive person. Um, but I have never had experiences like I have experienced with my husband from pretty much the first time that I met him and we started dating. And at the very first house that he lived in um, when we were dating is when I really started to experience things that I had never in my life thought would ever happen. Um, it, so to give you a little bit of an example, I would go my drive from where I lived compared to where he lived was about an hour and a half. I used to go and I would stay with him and then I would get up super early in the morning and drive to work. Well, in the mornings things were really weird. <laughs> Everybody was asleep in the household and I was the only one who was awake at 4.30 in the morning. Um, and that was where really when I started experiencing things that I had never thought um, I could ever experience. At first it was very interesting in the perspective that I was like, oh, I'm just tired, right? Like, you sit up and watch movies all night and, you know, whatever. Um, But then after a while, I was like, there's just no way. So, for example, having the shower turn on. So, (laughs) when I would get up in the morning, the shower would randomly get on, be on, um, seeing shadow figures repeatedly. Um, He lived, like, in this basement apartment, kind of, um, in the house that, so the video with the shower curtain, I actually was telling him how one morning I got up and I saw the shower curtain move um, and he kind of thought I was a little nutty. Maybe he just didn't want to share at that point that there were things going on within the house, but I had mentioned that I felt super uncomfortable in that area. And then when I would go up and down the stairs, it's like you just felt like somebody was there chasing you or following you. It's very odd. Um, so that was, that's kind of where it started for me. It's really down in his bedroom, in his little apartment where we were at. Um, that Obviously, he caught a video of it. But I think that was one of his first videos that his son posted, maybe, um, to be honest with you. Um, I try not to watch a lot of the videos because I live it every day, and I don't need constant reminders of the craziness that happens in the house. Um, and I work nights, so the good thing about that is that I don't have to experience a lot of it, but it doesn't just happen at night. It also happens during the day when I'm home alone. So we can talk about that a little bit later. Um, but really where it started was in that, with me when we first met. 
So another situation that happened is my son and I actually used to go and hang out there a lot because it was on some land and it was a ranch house. And we were sitting down, we were watching a movie. I think it was called like The Lost, not The Lost City. I'm trying to remember, but it was in, it was in Spanish, this movie, because I love foreign film. And all of a sudden we heard the Alexa go off and it started talking in Spanish. My husband and my son and I looked at each other and we're like, did you just hear that? Jared was, or I'm sorry, JD was sitting there on the couch and she was asleep. And we're like, what? And then we ran up into the kitchen and the Alexa was unplugged. So it was little things like that that consistently was happening. And then over time, it just got more and more aggressive just in that one house. Um, you could hear it's like somebody was running upstairs with boots on all the time. You heard voices. You could hear singing of a female all the time. I think one day I was talking to him on the phone, and I literally, it sounded like somebody was right next to his head, like, talking to him. And I was like, who's there with you? He was like, no one's there. It's like, I can hear talking. You need to, like, you need to record this. Like, this is crazy. I'm like, am I going out of my mind? Like, this is so strange. And it's just the heebie-jeebies, you know, very uncomfortable situation. Um, so that's really what started the entire thing. And then with his son, obviously, going and creating a channel and then randomly posting some of these things is really then, you know, he started experiencing even more activity or sharing it to try and get some feedback and try to figure out what we can do because it started getting so aggressive and so prominent every single day. It's one thing if you have an experience happen once a month, once every couple months. But to have it that prominent and so aggressive within consistently is really overwhelming and it becomes very emotional. Yeah. It'd be hard uh, not to question your sanity. Like you said, uh, at the beginning, you kind of chalked it up to, I'm just tired, but then I, I would imagine you would start to question your sanity after, you know, continued activity. Oh, 100%. I mean, you're, you're sitting there and you're like, okay, I'm tired. I'm delusional. It's been a long night. It's been a long day. But then when things start happening, in the middle of the day or at 6 p.m. or <laughs> random times or all of a sudden you see something and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, I know for a fact that that didn't happen. And then when things started being captured on, on camera, that's when it really was interesting. And it was strange the entire time, too, in that specific house because it's like it responded to JB a lot. Um, it's like it could be provoked. It wanted to interact. And I think that that's what was so scary, and it still is so scary about the whole situation, is that it wants to interact with him. Um, mostly with him. I think I'm just like the outlier because I'm here. But really, the activity has just, it's really drawn to JV in some reason. And I just, I don't, and it's aggressive. And it wants attention, whatever it is. Whether, you know, I know people have talked about it being demons or being gins or being all of these different things. But I don't know what it is, but there is definitely something there. And this ha was years ago that this happened. Um, I would definitely say, you know, and then we moved, right? So then we moved in together, moving on with our journey. Um, and we were like, okay, now it's going to just like chill out, right? Like it had to be the house. It had to be something else. Just trying to figure it all out. And it just got worse. And that's when I really honestly started trying to like kind of disconnect myself from the whole situation. And I started working nights. I just, I couldn't, 
it was just so much. I mean, the lack of sleep, start, you know, you start questioning yourself, like you were saying previously, you know, it's, you know, and knowing that, you know, there's kids in the household, like that becomes a really scary situation, especially because you can't control it. And you don't know when it's going to happen. It's not like it's residual. It's not like it's the same things over and over and over again. It's like even talking about it, even preparing for me to speak, our lights started flickering. That's like a normal thing now that happens anytime we talk about anything that's happening, you know, on that and with this whole situation. Like it's like it knows, it loves it. So domineering over our household. That it's almost like you feel like you're living with a parent or with another roommate. That's, that's kind of crazy. Uh, have Have you had any like personal encounters with it? Like when JB's not around, is the activity just as bad, or is it kind of like less dominant, or is it kind of the same intensity? Um, I think it'd be a little less dominant. Um, it definitely. Things still happen when I'm here by myself because, again, I work nights. So I'm home alone during the day, all day. Um, but really, it's when I get home from work that it's pretty prominent, which is usually around 5.30 a.m. Some things can happen. Um, or, you know, you, I mean, JB's here. <laughs> so when he's gone, sometimes, you know, I'll hear voices or footsteps or I might see something out of the corner of my eye a lot. Um, I, I see things a lot, which I've never had that experience ever in my entire life. Um, and it's just, it just gets to the point where you almost get used to it and not in a good way, if that makes sense. Like it's just, you feel this heaviness. So for example, when I came home the other night and we had a week before it, it situation that happened, which I'll talk about a little bit later, but um, it's just this heaviness. You just feel like this weird, heavy energy. And so I'm, it's like you automatically know something is going to happen. If it's going to be a door closed. If it's going to be lights flickering. If it's going to be something is missing. Things go missing all the time. I don't know if JP's ever talked to you about that. No, he hasn't ever said anything about like items missing at all. What? what kind oh, of, yeah. So yeah. like. When did you first notice I'll, like things missing? Is it something like small or did it gradually get to like bigger items or? Uh, mostly small items like your keys or like if I'm looking for, so for example, I make candles. So I'm looking for like a certain scent or something from, from my candles because I do, you know, since this whole experience, I've kind of petered a little bit trying to educate myself in the spiritual world. And, you know, those certain things that I use for protection will disappear. Um, and I keep them in a very prominent location so I know where they're always at. And so things like that all the time. And with the kids, same thing. And we'll find them in a random places or they'll never appear again. You know, and it's like, or for example, one day we'll sit there, I'll turn on or I'll go into the garage randomly or like I'll pull into the garage. It's really dark here. And, you know, a light bulb will just randomly explode. Weird. Um, they used to happen all the time in the basement of our old house, which I believe that... Uh, we did get on camera at some point, and that itself, it's like you could hear it. It was weird. It's like you could hear the electric, and then it was just like, boom, it was gone. It was just very interesting. The whole time, they were like, what was that noise? Oh, it's coming from the basement. Oh, we, you know, and then we look at each other like, well, who's going to go down there? <laughs> Everyone's like, not me. I mean, it's not going to be me this time, you know. Um, but to be honest, I, I'm pretty gutsy. 
And there's been plenty of times when I went down there because I know it's not, I don't want it to mess with JB as much, I guess, like if it's going to be so destructive. Um, and I know it's not attached to me. I don't have that feeling at all. So, you know, I'll go down there and I'll clean it up and I kind of have to be, you know, the gutsy one, I guess, in a way, even though like my heart feels like it's like sinking. It's a really weird anxiety that you get, really weird heaviness. Um, but you know, we moved and we thought that we would be in this, this house, clean slate, hoping it was the old house. And that's just not what happened. It actually increased in aggressiveness um, and more situations continued to happen consistently. And, you know, or cabinets opening randomly. That happens all the time. I would just come home and nobody would be home. JB would be gone, you know, taking care of business for work or whatever he was doing out of town and cabinets would be open. Those things would happen to me. I don't have, whatever this is, it's not nearly as aggressive with me as it is with JB, but it definitely lets me know it's there. So yes. I'm trying to like figure out this like, you know, a respectfulness, like, <laughs> like a roommate, right? Mm -hmm. Like, okay, this is obviously a community space. Like, I don't want to get it angry. Yeah, it seems like the euphoria kind of uh, wore off pretty fast because, like, the first video he posted was, like, the door opening, and he was all excited, like, yes, I caught it. Um, I told you I wasn't crazy. And then from there on, it didn't seem like that was a, an exciting thing anymore to catch. No, because the feeling changed, right? I think that when you first find something out and you're like, I'm not crazy, I'm not crazy, I actually caught this on camera, you know? And it was a validation for myself, too, because I was – telling him how many things I have experienced in that one little location. I mean, and it was a lot of things that I experienced there. And, you know, to have that validation too for me is like, okay, I'm not out of my mind. Now I understand the heaviness. Now I understand the anxieties that I get at certain parts of the day. Um, I hated being in his room. I'm going to be very honest. It was a very, like, negative feeling down there. And it wasn't, like, weird or, like, you know, like, anything like that. Like, it wasn't, like, a creepy area. It was, like, a normal basement living room with, like, you know, like, studio with, you know, a bathroom. Like, it was normal. But, man, did I feel heaviness and uncomfortable. I was so uncomfortable in that entire environment. So, I think getting the camera and being able to actually catch it, all the things that he had been experiencing for however long, you know, and then validating for myself was like, okay, I'm not out of my mind here. And I am a believer in a lot of things. I'm fairly skeptical, but I am more of a believer. So I'm like, okay, whatever it is, I've never felt or seen something so aggressive in my entire life. And I've experienced a lot of spiritual things in my life. I, you know, the way that I grew up. So this was very prominent and obvious like here I am I'm in your face now let me make some ruckus for you and it's like I the problem that I had is that I couldn't decide if it was like super negative like aggressive like it would hurt you or if it was like just aggressive like I want attention and at this point with me I think it just wants to make itself known with JB I'm still not quite sure I'm not sure where, what it's trying to do or even what it is. And I think that's been the biggest question is, is this a true threat to our family and to who we are? 
and it becoming more prominent even to me, even during the days that I'm here since I'm not here at night. Like, what does that mean? And that's really the whole reason, too, why she started the channel was to reach out and get help and perspective and to validate that we're not out of our minds. Like, there is absolutely something happening that is unexplainable and has affected us in a lot of ways. When you walk in the door every day and you feel this dark heaviness, you automatically become super melancholy. It's just what happens. Your anxiety goes up. You become kind of like a downer. It's very interesting. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry. Oh, no worries. Uh, you were saying that the, it acts almost like infantile towards you, as with JB, it's like full-blown like phenomenon? Or is, there, or is it like a scale? Does it start out like small and build up? Or is it just in your face all the time? I think for me, it's kind of things happen here and there. Maybe I've just gotten a little bit more used to it, but I don't feel any aggressive notion towards it at all. I think it might just want attention or just make itself known. But with JB, I definitely think it's way more aggressive, especially some of the videos that he's posted. And again, I haven't watched all the videos because I, I have to live it every day. And I almost feel like that if I watched all of them and I really see everything that's happening, that what is that going to do? Like, what are the repercussions of that action? If that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. I'm trying to, I, I try and be disconnected. That's why I've never, you know, shared anything with anybody. Um, but, you know, there's been times, you know, that I can tell, for, tell you from my perspective, and I can see the change in JB, too, when things do happen. I can tell you that when I walk in the door some days and I see them all huddle on the couch, scared to death sleeping, and then I know immediately something really bad happened that night. <laughs> and since since he started documenting this, has the activity like increased, or was it always kind of at like the same level, or is like you were saying, is it kind of like feed off of the attention? I think it feeds off of the attention, um, but I do think that it's been very prominent. The one thing that I would say is different is that when we move, right, it's like we're running away from this thing, hoping that it's just going to stay wherever we left. <coughs> Sorry, allergies. Um, that he basically, like, it, it starts off pretty calm, to be honest with you. Like, it starts out pretty level, and we're like, yeah, like, we're good. You know what? That only lasts about maybe a week if we're lucky. And then all of a sudden, it's like a hammer goes off. Like, it's insane. Like, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, wow, why is our oven on? Oh, wow, why, why are our lights keep flickering every time we talk about anything to do with the channel? Oh, wow, did you hear that voice? Did you hear, why, where's that coming from? Or that smell? Or did you just hear the closet door shut? You know, it's like we have a pocket door in, in our closet, and it's like it closes. How do you close a pocket door? Can someone please explain that to me? That is, like, impossible. It's things like that that are consistently happening. So it's like, yeah, it's, like, dormant for, <laughs> for like, a week, maybe, where little things will happen but nothing big, and then all of a sudden it's, like, so much activity that it's almost ridiculous. And that's during the day and the night. Have you had any like personal encounters with that thing that you just like were over the top and you're like, no, I can't deal with this right now? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Like I said, I think that this entity, I don't think, I think it wants to make itself known to me. 
I don't think that it is out to like get me or to hurt me. I think it's definitely attached to JV, not me, but it definitely knows that it can play with me. <laughs> and um, I'm a really good at ignoring it. And the more you ignore it, the worse it is. So, I mean, there's, so for example, I'll tell you, um, I'll talk about this house really quickly that we just moved into. Um, for example, I, Every morning, at least two, three, four times, I'll look over into our bathroom. We have these lights that automatically go on now, like when you walk into the, into the, um, that, like the bathroom, like you walk in and it turns on for you, and you leave and it turns off. Constantly goes on and off, and you constantly see the shadow in that one area for some reason, and same in our bedroom closet. That is like its new harboring area. Don't know why, but it, I have never seen the full apparition that distinctly except for in our current house. Oh, wow. So it kind of gravitated from the dark basement in Colorado to, you know, the closet where you're at now. Yeah, which is weird. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, because it, it's very strange. And again, and there's pocket doors in both areas. And we have these lights. So all of a sudden you're sleeping, right? And even though I'm working at night and I'm coming home during the day, it doesn't matter. Like all of a sudden it'll click on, you'll see something. and then about maybe. Two minutes later, it'll click off. The weirdest thing ever. And it definitely happens a lot. Um, the one thing I also notice is that we there's a lot of, like, doors and windows in this house. And we have a door that goes out to our patio in our bedroom. And you see things all the time. You see that entity all the time in front of that door. And we have shades over it, and you see it all the time. And I don't know if it's just trying to get me to interact with it. And there are days where I literally talk to it. And I'm like, listen, not today. Like, not today. I want to sleep. Like, go away from me. (laughs) It's that bad. Or you feel like something's creeping on your bed when you're sleeping and I'm home alone. That happens a lot, too. Well, that's kind of creepy. Knowing that something's always sitting there watching you, I don't think I'd be able to sleep if if I knew that phenomenon was occurring with, with me in particular. Oh, for sure. It's like, you know, we have our kids here and everybody sleeps on the couch. No one sleeps in their bedrooms because of this entity. Not one person. I'm the only one who sleeps in my bed consistently. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I just put the <laughs> blankets over my head. But I also remember I work night, so I don't get home until the morning so it's daylight out. Mm-hmm. So the activity is completely different than what they're experiencing at night. So for me, it's like, yes, I see it. I can hear it sometimes. It likes to mess with me a little bit. And yeah, and I'm flat out like, stop. Like, I need to sleep tonight. Go away. Or I need to sleep today. Um, I get kind of irritated now at this point. It's, it's just sad that we haven't been able to figure out this whole situation. And we're just tolerating it. Mm-hmm. And, moving, and it's becoming a part of our life. And that, that is just insane to me. Like I said, it's like having a roommate that you don't really want there and you never know when they're going to pop up. And you said like moving obviously hasn't helped because this is at several locations now. Yes, multiple. It's like we feel like we can run away from it. <laughs> but no matter what we do, it doesn't. And now what can, is concerning is that it's starting to really show itself um, even during the day. Uh, before it was mostly at night and, you know, like in the basement and like hiding and, you know, maybe and moving shower curtains and opening the drawers and, you know, flickering lights. And people might think that that's a lot for them to handle. But when you've been doing this for years, you just kind of become accustomed to that. 
but it's consistently changing. And it's consistent, you know, like, and then the whole oven thing, that was a whole other thing for me. I was so glad I was not home that night, just saying. Like, nope. Yeah, for people who haven't checked that video out, I mean, here's JB. He wakes up, the house is full of smoke. He runs downstairs and finds that all four burners are just hot and red, and who knows how long they'd been on. Yeah, like, I just, I'm like, no, that's when it starts. I, I'm like, okay, so do we need to give it more attention to calm it down, or do we give it less attention? And then, but again, when you get it, give it less attention, it's almost like it gets more uh, destructive. So it feeds off that of makes it. Sense. Like yeah, saying. or like, exactly. And it's very, you know, and people even come in and out of our household, people who visit. Um, I mean, it's even gotten to the point now where we don't even have people come and stay at our house anymore because it's just so bad. Like I like having family over, like I had friends over. Um, it's just the activity consistently has been really bad since we were in, you know, what, two houses ago now? Mm-hmm. That it's like... We can't, like, people can't even sleep in our house or they get physically ill. Like, physically ill. Yeah, one of Unbelievable. those cases was uh, Rob. He's told that story on Yeah. Here. You want to walk him through, like, the whole, his whole visit? Because you guys had big, big plans to do certain things. And none of that materialized because of the effect it had on him. Right. So it was really exciting to have Rob um, come visit us and kind of, like, see what it was like and get a feel of the whole environment and, what we live with every single day. And it was like he wasn't accepted, if that makes sense. It was like, and he was like, not today. Like, we're not, like, you're not invited here. And he was, you know, we had all these big plans to go out and have fun and to, you know, show him the town. He had never been there before in the town we were in, anything like that. And, um, you know, and it was really for him to kind of investigate a little bit too, you know, to get his perspective and to, you know, since he, he he's in that world and uh, he was deathly ill. Like he was sick. Like it was concerning. And we knew specifically what it was from because we just know. It's like people are not welcome into our home by this, this entity. It's very strange. And the entire time, I mean, I don't even think he could get out of bed. The entire time he was there and it was just it was very unfortunate and it was very scary and he saw a lot of things and he felt a lot of things and he was very very sick and that happens a lot uh, really with everybody that comes into our house um a couple weeks after that i actually had one of my friends come in um because i had some unfortunate events happen in, in my life and i ended up losing a very very good friend of mine so my other two friends flew in from north carolina and one of my friends has MS. And it's like it fed on her MS, and she was extremely ill the entire time that we were there, or that they were visiting. Um, she was so sick, so sick the entire time. And, like, I know that she has MS, but it wasn't really that bad. But when she was there, it definitely, I mean, she couldn't get out of bed either. So there's clearly a pattern to it. And honestly, a lot of people who come over are like, hmm, we're good. We don't feel comfortable even staying in your bedroom. It's very weird. Like, they're just, they don't feel comfortable here, um, regardless of what house we live in. But it's that specific house, the one with the basement, um, that's when the activity really picked up a lot um, and more of a, in a negative way, I would say, and really started making people sick. Um, and I don't know again, what you do with that. I mean, I guess I'm fortunate that this thing fairly accepted me and the kids, but 
Um, it definitely does not like outsiders, whatever it is. It is not, not, it will, it, it attacks you. Yeah, I know Rob, uh, when he came on here, he said that he was physically ill the whole time. And he had actually said that when he woke up after the first night, like his crucifix was burned into his skin on his chest. That's how intense it got that first night. Right, and it did. And he was also teetering in the basement during that time frame. Mm-hmm. Um, and that definitely happened. It was definitely, I would say, the first time that was really a true like physical attack that anybody has had. Um, at the house, and to be honest with you, I'd hate to say it now, but looking back, it's like, we should have kind of known better. We should have known better. We should have never put Rob in that situation. I know he wanted to learn and he wanted to see, but this whatever is here is so aggressive and very territorial um, of specific things and, and over people and over objects. and. No matter what we do, it just, it won't go away. And so it's like, do you learn to live with it or do you learn to fight it? And I think at this point for myself, and the reason why I've been so quiet about it is because I'm just trying to live through it. Um, And Rob, unfortunately, was a victim of this entity and this the circumstances. It did the same thing to... um, what was the first investigator that came in? Uh, JC. JC. Yeah, what JC, were, what were right. your interactions with him before he uh, called it quits all of a sudden? It was it was that same thing. I mean, it was very aggressive. It attacked him um, physically and mentally as well. Um, very, again, it's, a, it's like it washes over you and you just feel this darkness. It's so weird. Like I said, that heaviness, that heavy energy, it's a lot to take in and it just drains you. So I don't know if you've ever met anybody who has a certain energy, and no matter what they do, it's just like, oh my gosh, there's just so much, and they're draining all of your energy. It's like that with somebody, but you can't see them, and you don't know where they are or what they're capable of. And that is what is so scary about the entire situation. So I feel like I'm trying just to be a peacemaker, but poor JC, I know for a fact, he got super sick too. He was super sick, and he had, he got attacked as well. And it's like, it just was not having these people in our house. It was just not having it. It's like, no, you're not allowed to be here. Um, and that, to me, is like, okay, you're walking on eggshells all the time. So when people are like, we want to go and investigate, I'm very cautious. And I've told JV multiple times, I just, I don't feel comfortable with that because it can do some serious harm. I don't pe- think people understand the extent of what is truly, truly happening. Or what has happened. JC won't even come to our house anymore. At all. At all. Rob, forget it. No way. There's no way he'd ever come back again. Nope. And he's experienced. They're both experienced investigators. There's just too much heaviness and negative that is associated that they bring that it brings out in people. Um, and its ability to be able to physically and emotionally, mentally attack you is substantial. And if it doesn't like you, you'll know it immediately as soon as you walk in the door. Like, honestly. And it's a little scary. Like I said, it's like having a roommate. Yeah, I think people often forget, like, the psychological toll that that can take on you. 
a lot of people are, you know, they're focused on the, you know, the physical, like getting scratched or touched or even, you know, the manifestation of the entity. But the psychological effects can be way more devastating, in my opinion. Oh, absolutely. Or like, so in that house, um, the one with the basement, um, I would keep like all my Christmas stuff down there, right? It was one of those times when you would go down the stairs and be like, okay, take a deep breath, be brave, right? Like you're getting yourself mentally like pumped to go down there. <laughs> you go down there and you're like, okay, hurry up and get everything as fast as you can and get upstairs, <laughs> you know? Like, and you're like, no, you don't come down here. Like, I didn't even want my dogs to go down there. I didn't want my son to go down there. I didn't want my husband to go down there. I didn't want anybody in that basement. And I know that they spend some time down there and it just, you know, because every time something happened, and then if you got a little emotional, then it really would explode, and things crazy would happen. Like, honestly, one of my, the scariest stories I have about that house, um, and I don't, again, I, I'm private, and I don't talk about things like this, but I went downstairs, and it's going, because I love Christmas, so love it. I have, <laughs> like, I even have a Christmas cactus now that we live in Arizona. Like, I literally have a Christmas cactus. I have, like, four Christmas trees. I have outdoor stuff. I'm, I'm ridiculous when it comes to Christmas. And I remember going down there. <laughs> I know. So I remember going down there, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. I got this. Like, deep breath. Like, ignore all the nonsense. Don't look around the corner. Because when you remember the basement, you go down the stairs. There was a big open area, and then he would turn to the left, and it was like its own little, like, room. And it's like, don't look over past that area. Like, just get what you need and get back upstairs. And I remember grabbing all that stuff, and Jared has a Ouija board down there for some reason. Um, well, I think it's in one of his videos. I don't know. Again, I don't really watch a lot of the videos because it scares me. <laughs> um, and literally... The candles just flew everywhere that were around where the where the Ouija board was. And I was like, nope, not today. Grabbed all my crap, and then I went back up there. It was like a dreadful experience for me. Um, and all I want to do is celebrate Christmas, you know? <laughs> like, obviously, this there is claiming this area as its territory or something. I don't know. And I'm going to respect that because I don't want any more trouble. And I feel like... You know, it's like, it's so uncomfortable that like you can feel it immediately when you go down there. But then it started getting a little bit more scary when it started showing itself upstairs. And it started showing, you know, like through the cabinets. And, you know, there was a lot of times when I know Jared was video trying to capture some things. And there's a lot of things that we, that haven't even been posted that we caught, that we weren't even expecting to catch that we caught. And um, I just... You know, or when you're in the shower, like weird things would happen when you were in the shower in the master bathroom um, there. It was really bad, too. Like you always saw a figure walking back and forth. I don't know if you've ever been in the shower before where you can kind of see like if someone's in the bathroom with you. you know, oh, yeah. like obviously you can see like uh, like right, like outlines the, in the steam, essentially. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Exactly. And that would happen almost every time you were in the shower upstairs after about a year of being in the house. Um, it's like it got super comfortable or something and then started to seem like, oh, okay, here I go, you know, and that's when a lot of the things started happening with the alarms, with, you know, the cabinets opening and you'd walk out and you'd be like, where's all my stuff? You never find your stuff. And that was the most frustrating thing. Your car keys would go missing or like I have to badge into work so I have to have a special badge. It'd be gone randomly. And I always put everything in the same spot every single day. 
period. My wedding ring, you know, I take it off to go in the shower. I put it in one spot. Literally 10 minutes later when I get out of the shower, it's gone. And I have to hunt it down into some random spot that I would have never put it in. Um, things like that really started becoming prominent during that time. Um, so it's stressful. And you don't want to believe that it's there. And it gives you this sense of, like, you're like, what do I do now? Like, how am I supposed to respond? Am I supposed to ignore this? Am I supposed to, you know, feed into it? I don't know. I don't know what we're supposed to do. All I know is that right now in my life of where we are at and where this is at, that I'm just learning how to live with it. Yeah, and anybody who has been following the story will... uh you know, realize some of the things you were talking about. Like when Rob was there, he spent, he did a live session in the basement and you could tell that he looked physically ill. Like he was sitting there and he had like flop sweat on him and you could tell he was running a fever. Um, and the same thing with like JC, he was downstairs doing those tests. You can tell he was uneasy. He was like sweating profusely. It had some effect on external people as well as like people don't realize that even the animals that you had were affected by that entity. Absolutely. I mean, and that's the thing, too, is that they say that animals are really intuitive when it comes to, like, things that are out of the normal. And absolutely, our dog at the time definitely knew, you know, that there was something there. And you have to remember, I have to tell everybody this, too, about my dog that I have. First off, he was, like, my firstborn. I love that freaking animal. He's amazing. (laughs) But he was also blind and deaf. So tell me how that's possible. And he was still blind and deaf. He was 16 years old, blind and deaf little dog. So when he's barking and, and and there's some type of weird, like he obviously had some type of intuition that something was going on, you know, like (laughs) that's insane. That's crazy. Like, if you really think about it, like, what? I don't know. It's, it's, it's just a totally, different feel um than what people would ever expect and uh you know i'm i'm not very vocal about it and i don't talk about it all the time obviously i support the channel so i think it's important uh for for jv to be able to get out there and tell a story and so that we can get help and to you know get different people's perspective and ideas and i'm telling you right now outsiders do not work you will be sick 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 and you the physical attacks are very noticeable and there it's, it makes me very sad and it makes me that I can't even, you know, have people to my house longer than for dinner and maybe to play a game. <laughs> mm-hmm. You just, you can't because it's just that prominent of an energy within our household. So it's like, I have to learn how to, I've had to learn how to live with that for the last five years. What kind of experience have like the kids have? Because I'm sure they they've told you like this happened or that happened. Have have you uh, have talked to them about their experiences and how to cope with that? Absolutely. Um, my son has been a very big part of it since gosh, I think even in one of the videos because um, he as well, you know, obviously wants to understand what's happening. But I'm going to tell you this one thing. My son has not slept in his room by himself ever for the last five years. And mind you, he's 14 years old. He won't do it when he's here at this house, anywhere we've ever lived. He will not sleep alone 
in his bedroom ever. Won't do. I'm like, why do we even have, you know, a few bedrooms for all the kids? We should just get a one bedroom because everyone sleeps on the couch together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that, like, prominent and scares everybody and gives you the stress, you know? And it's like, he, con- or my son has definitely talked to me a lot about, you know, his experiences and what he's experiencing being with JV and recording and, you know, and it's important to him too to be vocal about it. And, you know, and I think that it was surprising to him too, like how prominent it actually is like during one video. It's really funny. Um, I actually, <laughs> I watched it after it happened. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you're even part of that video, but that's okay. Cause I'm, I'm again, I'm private, but I get that he's like, no mom, like people need to know, like people need to understand what's happening. Like, got to figure it out and I have to respect that because he has to deal with that every single day too you know he has to deal with and messing with him in his bedroom all the time he has to deal with you know the lights flickering all the time it's not nearly as prominent with the kids as again as it is with JB but it definitely makes itself known that it's there um you know things that theirs go missing all the time um the the heaviness again when they're teetering with certain things or when they're, you know, like in the bathrooms and stuff, like when, it, when your child won't even take a shower in their own bathroom because they're stressed out and afraid that they don't know what they're going to open up the shower curtain to or they see something, it freaks them out. Um, and he's been a sport about it. I'm not going to lie. Like my son has been a really good, like he's been pretty tough about it. Um, we've talked through it a lot. We've talked about not, you know, provoking. We've talked about just kind of let it do its thing. Sometimes those things happen. Doors open and close all the time. You know, when our old dogaboo would get all kinds of crazy, we knew that something was going to happen, and it always did. With a blind and deaf dog, um, we knew things were going to happen. We just knew. Um, but he, he's been a really good sport about it and has learned really how to kind of ignore it. But, yeah, there's not one day. Honestly, that he's even slept in his room. He won't sit in his room alone. Do it. What kind of activity um, are you guys facing? Like trying these religious remedies that people are recommending, like crucifix, holy water, things of that nature. Because I can't imagine that thing takes too kindly to that kind of, uh, you know, ritual or symbol or whatever you want to designate it as. Okay, so I I have taken the proactive approach approach in this perspective and I've educated myself spiritually for many years um, not just this time but previously but now really during this time about cleansing and I also am part of a really amazing community that helps me with herbology and you know, things like that and um, really I think it depends on what we're doing and I think it, honestly it's like moody like it depends on the mood uh, like if you can imagine like I don't know, like a kid going through like puberty, right? That that sometimes how this entity acts. Like sometimes it's super aggressive and it seems like it's kind of like mean. And there's other times where it's just like, oh yeah, I'm here, just hanging out, you know. Um, so really, just kind of depends. But for me, there's a few things that definitely help calm it down. Like, again, I look at this thing like it's almost like human, and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, and that'd be great to get some perspective on that. I just don't want to make anything worse. 
Um, but I'm also respecting it at the same time. And maybe that's why it hasn't been so like drastic with me or making me sick or anything like that. Um, except for last year. And I'll talk about that in a little bit. But really, I've done, I do like white sage. I do white sage a lot um, and cleanse the house. I don't think it gets rid of the entity at all. Um, at all. However, whatever else might potentially be lurking with it, because um, I do feel like that there's multiple. I'm not going to lie about that. I don't think it, I think that there's one prominent entity that clearly has followed from household to household. But I do think that there's other things that like creep in sometimes. Um, and so I feel like it kind of gets rid of that, and I only have to deal with the current entity. But I don't really feel like it pisses it off that much. Um, now with what I'm doing, um, it'll kind of chill out a little bit. Again, it's like a moody teenager. It's like when it's angry, it's angry. And when it's not angry, it's not angry. It's just chilling. So we just try everything we can do just to like keep it chill and calm. Um, but as far as some of the remedies that people have asked us to do, I'm going to tell you right now, if you try and provoke it, forget it, you're going to be sick and you're going to be physically attacked, period. Mm -hmm. Like, you just don't do that. Like, you just try and live with it. <laughs> and so that is one thing I'm going to tell you. If someone came in here or the people have come in here and been like, get out, blah, 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 blah. Like, you know, trying to cast it, cast it out of this house. No way. Not going to happen. You're going to get sick and then you're physically not even going to be able to say those words. Mm -hmm. Just not going to happen. Yeah, some people um, have that, suggested to to walk around the house like reading prayers from the Bible. I don't think that would be a very good idea, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't think that even you know saying you know the. I mean, we listen to some Christian. I listen to. I went to Christian school, so I'm a very spiritual person in general. And even when I do that, it doesn't seem to bother it at all. It doesn't change anything. Nothing. Like it doesn't matter. But it's when you're provoking it and being demandful that it's on. That's when it starts getting aggressive. That's when it's like, oh, you want me to turn on the oven? Watch what I can do. It's almost like retaliation. If that makes sense. So what about like like the inverse? Like you talked about uh, when people suggest playing the Ouija board or like walking around with the sage in the house. It seems like you caught a video where you actually saw that thing's face. And then the Ouija board had all kinds of different side effects, like the candles kind of blew in JB's yeah. face. I mean, you said you had some information or some stories about like Ouija boards and things of that nature. Okay, so I'll give you an example of what happened the other day, actually. And I'm not going to lie, I was rather irritated by the whole situation. So I come home from work. It's like 530 in the morning. The Ouija board is out on our dining room table. And the, I don't even know what it's called, like the, the little like thing that moves around. Oh, the planchette. Is that what it's called? I don't know. I don't know anything about Ouija boards. I don't mess with them. That is one thing that I do not mess with. I do not mess with them. I don't. I just, I don't. I think you can teeter so far that to me that is crossing a line and that's my own personal preference. That's my own personal belief. But, um, so I come home. The Ouija board is on the dining room table with a little, whatever you called it, cursor thing. It's literally all the way across to my stepson's bedroom. Okay. So, like, across the room, and I have all of the kids, including my husband, curled up on our couch in one area. I'm like, oh, man, some stuff went down. Like, I already knew as soon as I walked in the, into the house, I felt the heaviness, and I said, they teetered where they shouldn't have teetered. So, 
I'm going to tell you one thing that whatever this entity is or whatever it's playing with either doesn't like other entities or it doesn't like things like that and it does not want to be played with because it, that thing was all the way across the room. And then after talking to my husband and talking to my stepchildren, it was clear on what had happened and it was not okay. And I was very upset about it and I was very unhappy and I staged the house for three days after. And it seems to respond fine with Sage, but like Ouija boards are no good. They're no bueno at all. Like not, no, it cannot like every time that, that JB has honest, has worked with the Ouija board, it makes it mad. I don't know why, again, I don't know if it's because it's bringing in other spiritual entities or teetering, you know, like in a different area of what, I, again, I feel like that this entity is very domineering and very territorial territorial um and doesn't want anything outside coming in so it gets pissed and it's obvious and then no one can sleep for like freaking two weeks because it's so destructive and you just never know what's going to happen you don't know like walk into the garage the other day and you know there's glass everywhere or and it's like <laughs> what happened everyone's like we have no idea what, they, what are you even talking about you know, or seeing faces, you know, or the entity, you know, like in by the doors or into the bathrooms or, you know, it gets, it gets mad, it's really angry. So I do not believe in using the Ouija board at all. I, we have learned that it is a trigger for whatever this thing is. And I am totally against it, to be honest. I don't think anyone should ever be teetering with that at all, period. Yeah, people will kind of discredit like the Parker Brothers version of the Ouija board. And what I tell people is like, it's it's not necessarily, that, that thing's just a tool. It's your mind and your intent what may, which makes it real. It doesn't matter the tool you're using. I guess. I mean, I mean, I think I look at it and you look at what the intention is, right? So anytime you're in any type of spiritual world, you look at the intention of what you're trying trying to get to. And the Ouija board, honestly, the intention behind the Ouija board is to teeter in something that you should never even be dabbling in. Now, we don't really dabble that much into things like that besides that, okay, which I don't agree with. I've been very vocal, obviously, in the conversation about that. Yeah, supposedly and, if you burn those things, they like scream or something like that. I've never tried it because, you know, I don't fuck with Ouija boards either, so... Right, and, and I've heard other things too. You know, I was even um, careful. I actually put away the Ouija board. Again, I'm the person who's like, okay, I feel like I have an understanding with whatever this entity is, and honestly, I respect it. And I think that bringing in the Ouija board, I don't think that what they were communicating with was the entity that's in this house or is following my husband. I think it was something totally different, and it got pissed. And I think that that's really what happened. So I just respectfully put it up, found everything, whatever, and then cleansed the house. And now things are kind of a little bit more stabilized as much as they can be under the circumstances. Right. And some people go even further than like the Parker Brothers Ouija boards. They'll get like witch boards or devil boards, which you can get online and eBay. And they're very prevalent in like the New Orleans area. They are, and and I'm, and I know that a lot of this stemmed from dabbling in some of those things. Um, but like I said, whatever this is is really territorial, and 
the intention that you have with any of those things is really what makes it work. Really what, you know, yes, it's your belief system. It's the intention of what you're trying to um, accomplish when you're dabbling in like Ouija boards or, you know, your devil boards or, you know, things like that. And it's like, but what would be your intention? There's nothing positive that can come out of that. There's nothing positive that can come out of it. There's not. Like, if you really think about it, anyone who has a Ouija board story, please tell me a time when you've had a positive interaction with something like that. Anything like that. And you have to protect, I mean, at this point, I'm, you know, I mean, I, I've learned protection spells. I've learned all kinds of things to help in every type of culture and every, you know, like anything that I can do. But it's like the more you dabble in those things and the more you're, you open yourself to the dark side of, well, that was kind of a pun, but that's okay. So, <laughs> you right? Um, anytime that you bring yourself into that type of environment or that type of energy or, you know, anything like that, it's like the dark web, right? Like, you never know what you're going to get and you never know what to expect, so be ready. And it's never anything good. So, like I said, if anyone has any great stories about things that have been positive out of dealing with any of those things, then please let us know. But honestly, as far as I'm concerned, no way. Everything has been negative. It causes stress, emotional and physical turmoil. Like, and it stresses out whatever is here too, obviously, or else it wouldn't get so angry. Because you can, there's a distinction between when it's like, okay, this is cool, whatever, I'll open up some doors or whatever, you know, or, you know, turn on some lights and, you know, maybe you'll see me every now and again, you know, it's not every now and again, it's pretty frequently, but, you know, compared to, okay, like, now I'm pissed and I'm going to throw this across the room, which is totally different. And it's because you're dabbling in something that you should never be dabbling in and it's letting you know it's not okay. So... Whatever we have here, again, I think that using the Ouija board or using, using any time with your boards, you're not only bringing in or trying to communicate with things from the outside in, but then you're also trying to communicate with whatever is there. And I'm telling you right now, whatever entity is here is very territorial and it will not allow you to communicate with anything outside of that. So if they were trying to communicate with anything outside of that entity, it got pissed. And that's exactly what happened. And it made it very clear. Like, no, this is my space. Yeah, the upside of those things is minuscule and the downside is severe. That's how I, I look at Ouija boards. I just don't fuck with them because I, uh, I don't think anything good comes from it. Right. Me neither. I don't think anything good comes from it. I think you're dabbling in something you don't have any business doing. I think that we've dabbled enough in a lot of different things to... And we've learned enough now and we've really focused on educating ourselves around a lot of things. And there's been a lot of people who have been a part of this journey with JB and honestly, and with our family, you know, we've tried a lot of different tactics and really for me, it's, it's like a, a moody person. <laughs> like, you know, it's like some days, you know, immediately when you walk in the door, what it's going to be like, but I'm going to tell you right now, it'll definitely get you sick. I will tell you, so I'll tell you the story about when I got sick last year, because that was really bad. So I decided that um, I was going to start, like, dabbling a little bit more in, like, moonology and, you know, things like that. And, you know, and I got 
And so I'm trying to be like this peaceful human, okay? Um, trying to look at positive things because I'm home alone a lot too because when JV's working, I'm here alone and vice versa. And, you know, and I got a little pissed at this NCM over it. You know, you get frustrated, you get pissed off. And I probably said some things I shouldn't say, you know, um, like condemning it out of the house and be like, fine, I'm just going to try and get you out, you know. And what happened after that, and I got extremely ill, <laughs> was a pretty big wake-up call to me. I'm a very healthy, active person. Um, and, you know, I got hit with, it with um, to give you an idea, I'm, I'm a young person in general. And it's like I, had co I got COVID randomly and got extremely ill from COVID. And then I ended up getting shingles and I got shingles and then I started getting baldness. I started losing my hair. Um, my immune system went down. I lost probably 30 pounds, 35 pounds in probably, I don't know, maybe four months, five months just from being so sick. And I'm a very, very healthy person. I watch my diet. I watch what I eat. I'm not a heavy drinker. I'm not a, I don't smoke. I'm very active. I'm in good shape. You know, like I don't have any of these issues. And then all of a sudden it was like I was a jerk to our, to our entity. <laughs> and it was like I just got extremely ill. Um, and I do at this point correlate the two together. I do because I saw what happened with JC. I saw what happened with Rob. I saw what happened with my friend from North Carolina. And it's like I just, I knew for a fact that it was like, nope. And it just, I, I was pretty much bedridden for, gosh, three or four weeks. It was terrible. I was, honestly it was a really, really bad situation. So it was like I almost had to come to terms with, you know, my situation at that point. Because you do, you get tired of it, you know, um, and be able to move forward and be like, okay. And that was really the turning point for me to be like, all right, I just have to learn how to live with this thing. And it's, I just have to. Like I understand it's frustrating and it's annoying and it's a nuisance. A very big nuisance sometimes, and it affects everybody in the household mentally and physically. But I just I can't I can't be sick like this anymore. Like it was to the point where I was surprised I wasn't hospitalized. Some people have suggested that it's uh like you had kind of alluded to it earlier that it's multiple like hauntings. There's a couple ghosts, and then there's like they say a demon. I don't know if that's what it is that feeds off those ghosts and kind of keeps them in the in the background. While it absorbs energy, I don't know if you have any thoughts or opinions on that theory. Um, for sure. I think that there's definitely one prominent entity. Um, I don't know if there's other ghosts that are following JB, like one, this one prominent entity, but I would definitely say that there's at least one. Um, I think sometimes that, again, when you're teetering and things like the Ouija board or whatever, it brings in other ghosts or entities, and it automatically probably... It just seems like a pecking order. And I know that's really weird to say, but it's like a pecking order of spiritual entities um, and some that override others. Because um, there's definitely things that happen consistently that are just like, oh, whatever. Like, you'll see a ball of a shadow, like, like knee high all the time. You see that all the time. Sometimes you feel like it's an animal. You know what I mean? Like, on the floor but it's like whatever who cares because at that point that is so minuscule compared to all the other events that it doesn't even matter like, <laughs> like all right whatever oh you turned on the tv today not a big deal you know um but it's really 
there's obviously one prominent entity here. Now, whether or not other entities come in and out, I don't know. Um, I Again, I think that probably, there is probably multiple, but I don't think that they're permanent residents. That makes sense. Yeah, some people have also suggested maybe a relative. Uh, I don't know of any relative that would want to, you know, inflict a physical injury upon, like, their descendants. So I don't know if that theory applies. And then uh, some other people have said karma. That just sounds silly to me. I don't know if you have any thoughts on those two theories that people have suggested. No, I, I, I don't feel that way at all. Um, I think that JB and I are really good humans. We're really good people. We never wish ill intent upon anyone, um, ever. Like, if anything, we probably give too much sometimes, in despite of ourselves. Um, but as far as, you know, I, I, I don't think that any even, you know, like, family members would be hostile towards us to, like, be like that ever, or a family member. We just have never had those types of relationships that were, have been negative um, at all or destructive. Like, we just really haven't had that in neither of our lives. Um, and again, I've always had experiences, but the experiences have not been so aggressive or prominent until I met JD. And his experiences are way more intense than mine. Um, and, there, and mine, I would still say, you know, are still fairly... <laughs> Um, you know, prominent and very, uh, very obvious to me at this point, it would be very, uh, I guess, what's the word I'm looking for, like very aggressive or noticeable, something like that, comparatively to other people's experiences that they've ever had. Um, so I definitely don't think it's a family member. I don't think that that is not, that is just, you don't ever see that happening um at all so i would definitely nip that one in the tail and say no definitely not not that you know if anything we've had very loving people around us um we've always been fairly spiritual people i i have been very spiritual my entire life but i still have never had you know so much negativity i guess or like um aggressive spiritual behavior <laughs> mm -hmm. like an angry teenager <laughs> you so you said early on that you were kind of like sleeping in the first house and you had heard like something almost like on the pillow next to jb like whispering in his ear or was it just like it sounded that clear or was it just like something out of the blue like weird whispering coming from next to him or behind him or anywhere else in the room Right. So, oh, the whispers were really bad in the first house. The first house, it was really, really bad. Like, even to the point where, like, we'd be talking on the phone and I could hear the voices behind him when he was talking to me. Um, very prominent. Like, I'd be like, is there a woman singing? Like, is there someone singing? You'd be like, I don't hear anything. And there would be like, but it was like, not like singing, like pop singing, you know, it'd be, or like country singing. It's like, like a lullaby singing is what I would hear. It was very interesting. Um, but like when I would sleep with him, you know, or something like that, we'd be sleeping. It was a man's like a groans or grunts. Um, you'd hear that a lot or like a lot of times you couldn't decipher really what they were saying that much, but it was like having a radio in your ear. Um, like you constantly were hearing it and you're like, oh my gosh, I hear it. But it was a really deep 
male voice is what was really prominent down in the basement um, at the first house when we first started dating. Um, or like you would hear like a hey, like really prominent, but deep voice, like a really like deep, like male voice. Um, you would hear things like that all the time. Um, I think a lot of it came from his side of the bed. Um, nothing was like in my ear really ever. It was more of just like I saw things and felt things. Um, but for him, and I obviously heard things, but like for him, it was like, I don't know how he wouldn't wake up. I'm going to be honest. It was like someone yelling at you. It was very, very like aggressive and very prominent. Um, and that happened a lot. But the woman singing was gnarly. Honestly, <laughs> you heard that woman singing everywhere in that house. It was crazy. It didn't matter the time of day. You would hear her singing. It was like this old like lullaby. It was weird. Like something straight out of a movie for real. It almost uh, seemed like that was like a precursor to like more crazy activity to come. Like you would hear that uh, crying or lullaby and then other stuff yeah. would come after. Crying a lot. You're crying a lot. And and you know when it's going to happen. I'm going to be honest because like when you walk in the door and you feel that heaviness, like you know that there's like sadness going on. Um, and, it's, and it makes you emotional as a person to be in that environment. Um you know, and then to hear it, it's like, and sometimes it's pretty menacing. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes it's pretty menacing, <laughs> um, but sometimes it's really sad because at first when you start hearing it, like you feel like, okay, like you're shocked. You're like, yeah, I'm just hearing something like it's something outside or, you know, whatever. But then you realize that it's really not. Um, and it's there. And you start feeling bad for whatever it is. That makes sense. Like that's the feeling you get. You feel start feeling really like remorseful or sad. Mm -hmm. And then you know, and then sometimes it can be really menacing at the same time. Like they, a cackle, um, which I know everyone has heard. You know, <laughs> the famous cackle. <laughs> and do you think the um, do the entities react to like sympathy for them, or is it kind of like you know they don't really know what you're doing, or they don't really care? I think that doesn't really care. Well, I don't know. I mean, I guess I've never thought about it, to be honest. Um, I think that whatever it is and whatever it's feeling probably plays off of the emotions that somebody has in the household. Um, you know, so like if somebody's having a sad day, like if my son had a sad day, then maybe perhaps I've never really looked for that pattern. So maybe that's something that we can start looking at too. You know, is that is it feeding off of our emotions of however we're feeling that day and then just exploiting it in its own way. Mm -hmm. Is there any other stories you want to tell the listeners out there? Because I'm sure they're all fascinated by what you've told them so far. <laughs> Maybe. Um, let me think. There's just so many that it's crazy. Um, is there any that like stick out? That you're like, yeah, this was just too crazy. I think like my... for. The experience that I had that JV did not have, I think that's been the most prominent in our current house, honestly, on the point with everything is that I feel like I'm never sleeping alone. Um, I think that that is a new thing for me. Um, sometimes, you know, like, I don't know if you can tell, like, when people feel like that they're, like, stepping on the bed, you know, or, like, getting in bed or rolling over or things like that. Mm -hmm. um, that has happened a lot so far in this new house. And with me personally, and that is definitely a new experience that I've had. Um, that has been very, very hard for me to come to terms with, um, to where I surround myself with pillows now, hmm. um, to where like you literally feel like 
not only is somebody watching you by your door, you know, or when you're in the shower or the light going on and off or the bedroom or the closet door opening and closing when I'm in there. Um, I think it's definitely taken the house as its territory, the bedroom itself. Um, but it's knowing that you're not alone and you're not sleeping alone and it's not with somebody you want to sleep with. <laughs> you know, it's uh, waking up and, you know, like I even sleep with headphones in at this point. So I'll put in headphones and I'll turn on one of my audio books because I don't want to hear it or feel it. You feel it now. You feel it. And I think that that is the biggest change with me personally. So, for example, a couple of days ago after they did the Ouija board, um, I was I didn't wake anybody up on the couch. I was like, okay, obviously they had a stressful day. I'm exhausted. I've worked 16 hours. I'm going to bed. I'm going to shower and I'm going to go to bed. I showered and, you know, of course, weird things happened. And I was like, fine, whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, I was over it because I'm exhausted. And then I laid down in bed. And when JB is not sleeping with me, I don't undo his side of the bed. Yeah, I don't. I keep it. I, I make our bed every single day. And his side of the bed, I don't even take the throw pillows off. Okay? So everything's perfect on that side of the bed. And it's like I felt somebody crawl into bed with me and I thought that it was JB or potentially my stepdaughter. Um, and I turned over all of the pillows were off of the bed and the blankets were all disheveled everywhere. And I was like, this is not normal at all. I don't, I don't do that. And I knew for a fact that something had crawled into bed with me and that kind of drew a line for me a little bit. So then since that moment on, as soon as I get home, even if he was sleeping on the couch, I make him go to bed with me. <laughs> like, nope. Um, so I would say that that was probably, that's a new thing that has started to happen just in the last couple of weeks. Um, that I'm starting, it's getting more and more comfortable with me and it's, it's very, I'm not comfortable with it being comfortable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. What kind of message do you want to convey to people that may be experiencing a lot of the same stuff you are? I think the first thing that I would like to say is that, you know, don't doubt yourself. If you think that it's there, then most likely it is. There's nothing stronger than our own gut instinct and our own instincts as people. And don't ignore it. Um, The more you ignore it, the more it's going to want your attention. Um, And try and seek help. I mean, I know for us, like, we've been trying so many different things. And there's been a lot of things that have helped maintain it and keep it at bay. Um, but at the same time, don't provoke. Don't be aggressive. The more aggressive you are, the more aggressive it's going to be back to you. And if you have the right people and at the right time, and it picks and chooses who it decides to listen to. So just hang in there and know you're not crazy. Hang in there and know that, you know, at some point, hopefully it'll get better and it'll move on. And if it doesn't, and I'd hate to say it, but at some point, sometimes you just have to accept that you're going to be living with this thing and it's going to be like a roommate to you and you need to start learning it the way that it's obviously learned you. Yeah, because some people are pretty private about that. They're not as open to sharing their story as like you and JB have been like through the internet and YouTube and all that. Those avenues that it almost seems like they prefer to suffer in silence just so people don't think they're crazy. Right. Well, and just know that you're not alone. You know, there's millions of people out there who have experienced what you've experienced. And, you know, the de- the degree of how aggressive or non-aggressive it is, 
you know, it, it doesn't matter. It's still an experience. So even if you have a thump in the night, like, it's still there. So I think education is huge. I think denial is not a great thing to do. I think it's great to be, um, you need to be understand and protect yourself um, because most likely you're not going to be able to protect your environment. That makes sense. Right. Did you get a chance to talk to those two individuals that were the skeptics that came in and they just had their mind blown by the uh, activity that they experienced? Um, I did not. So, <laughs> you know, again, I'm a really private person and I'm not like, I'm, I'm open about it, but I'm not um, out to, I mean, I, I think JB has done a great job of educating people and whatever, and I try not to know everything that goes on in the household um, to kind of keep myself emotionally balanced. I want to keep myself spiritually balanced as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and again, my relationship with this entity is very different than JB. So, um, I just would say, at some point, I certainly hope that you know we can figure out what's going on, and if we have to live with it forever, I've gotten to the point where I have to live with it forever, and it's just something I have to deal with. That's just the cards that I drew. Um, and then at the other end, I'm like, you know, but if there's something that can help us without hurting us, that I'm way open to, per, to you know, perspective and opinion. And I'm telling you, whatever is here does not like outsiders. It doesn't like anybody else besides who's here. And if it accepts you, then you're going to be okay. And if it doesn't accept you, then you won't last 24 to 48 hours in this house. Maybe it views outsiders as interfering with uh, whatever plan it's got in place. Correct. And unfortunately, we have not figured that out yet. Hmm. Well, is there anything else you want to say before we end the session? We're right about 75 minutes. I think that was uh, a good session for sure. Yeah, absolutely. You know, obviously, um, thanks everybody who has helped try and um, help us. And obviously, your perspectives are very important to all of us. Regardless, I know I'm not very vocal, but it does mean a lot. Any type of perspective, any type of advice that you have for us, you know, we are more than willing to take it. And those of you who are experiencing things that we've experienced, you know, just hang in there. And there's light at the end of the tunnel. And, you know, there's so many people out here. And that's the great thing about technology is that there's a way of communication that is undeniable to help others. So... Hang in there and stay positive and don't want to get the best of you. Absolutely. Sage wisdom for sure. Well, thank you for joining us tonight. That was a wonderful episode. They finally get to hear your side of the story, which nobody has until now. Absolutely. Well, thank you for having me. Have a wonderful night, and we'll uh, definitely have you on again if you have, uh, obviously you're having more experiences by day, so there'll be more of the story to tell. Absolutely. Thanks, Have a wonderful night. Thank you. Thanks. And that being said, we're going to conclude this session. Thank you for listening. Again, we're probably going to have her on again because there's so much more of the story to tell. So with that being said, we'll end this session. And thank you for listening. And uh, stick with us because there's more content to come.